Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I'd like to welcome you. We are um, going into uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth through the 25th verse that I'll be speaking to you about today. Uh, you know, since I was a child, we were taught in uh, Sunday school, different things. We were taught to memorize certain scriptures, and that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing at all. But what we, at one time in Matthew's the sixth chapter, Jesus said to pray after this manner. And that is, manner means pattern. And we've always called this the Lord's Prayer. And didn't take a lot of time until I was a grown adult and sat down and began to read the scriptures. And, and the scriptures are food for our soul. That word that we learn and when we begin to dissect the Word of God, rightly dividing the Word of truth, we slow down a little bit. And I like to slow down when I'm reading God's Word. And I begin to get some things. I memorize just like everyone this as the Lord's Prayer. But the real Lord's Prayer is in John 17, verses 1 through 26. Here, Jesus said, pray after this manner. Manner is like a pattern. He gives us a pattern of prayer. And it also reveals, if we slow down just a little bit, we, we always start out, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, without really thinking about what am I saying? What am I declaring? And, and in Matthew, the sixth chapter, he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye. Or after this pattern, pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I want to dissect this just a little bit because there's so much in this that would feed our spirit that gives us counsel. It gives us guidance in our own lives. And as fathers, as parents, we need to recognize there's more to this than just memorizing it and quoting it. And, and because it can become life to you, it can become real food to your spirit and to your soul. He said after this manner or after this pattern. Our father, you know, I've often thought about this because uh, a, a real father, what is a real father? Uh, he did not say friend. I've heard so many people through my life as, as I was growing up. And, and, and there's a reason behind this, because when I grew up, I felt the same way. I will give my children all these things that I did not have when I was growing up. Now, as I've gotten older, I've realized that that was a mistake in my thinking, that my father acted like a father. When we misbehaved, he didn't just correct us. He put it into our memory that we were never to do that or act that way again. And he spanked us. He, he, he didn't beat us. He whipped us. He did what, according to the word of the Lord, says, spare the rod, spoil the child. And, and I know you could get into a lot of argument with that with people. Oh, we don't whip our children and so on and so forth. Well, in a lot of cases, I can tell you didn't by the way your children act. Uh, here, he said a father. A lot of people say I want to, uh, they were friends to their children. I've heard fathers talk about this growing up as their children were, were coming up. They wanted to be that friend, but a father's not a friend. A father loves. I want you to understand that. A father loves so much that he would give his life for his family, for his children. But what's a true father? A father is not a friend. He's not your buddy. 
Uh, I, I like to think we have a relationship with our children. You may have a relationship with your father with you, as, as children. And, and that relationship could, should be close. It should. Fathers, the mistake we've made is not doing what the word of the Lord says and not doing what our true father did and says, I love you. That's, that seems to be, and that's one of the things as I was growing up that's, that was sort of missing from my father. He wanted to be that manly uh, vision that, that you grow up to be a real true man. Men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't do that. But the reality is as I've grown up and I've gotten a little bit older, I've realized what a true man is. And a true man or a true father is not your buddy. He's not your friend. He will correct you. He will do what, what needs to be done at the moment. But the biggest thing he would convey to his children is that I love you and therefore I will correct you. A father brings, you don't raise children. The word says train up a child, not raise up a child in the way it should go and it won't depart. So we need to learn how to train. And part of that training, I learned plumbing with my father. Um, just like Jesus was a carpenter, like his father. He, he learned the trade. I learned the trade growing up. Now, I didn't want to go into that as I got grown. Uh, my, my sibling went into it, uh, and, and that was a great thing. We were trained how to be a plumber, how to be a carpenter, how to be an electrician. You learn as you grow with your parents because your father is training you. But they also can train you some bad habits, things of that nature. So as a father... My goal was not to be just my child's friend. I wanted them to be close. I wanted them to be able to speak to me, but I wanted to relate to them how much I loved them, that I was willing to train them and teach them. I'll never forget when my daughter, first car she ever had, one of, I didn't just teach her how to drive. As a good father, one of the things that I wanted to do is teach her what all these little lights on the dashboard meant. I wanted to teach her and I raised the hood and told her this stick checks the oil. This stick checks the antifreeze. You do this and you do that and you check your vehicle every once in a while. And I taught her how to do that and I tried to teach her how to change the oil, but she wasn't too much into that. But I was training, doing some training. I think as, as fathers, we ought to be training our children in the gospel, in the word of truth, in the word of faith, and recognizing that I'm, I'm not just their friend. I'm not a, uh, the, the buddy that you can talk to because that creates problems of its own. But here he said, pray our Father which art in heaven. How many know heaven is a location? It is a place. Heaven, the word says that he will cause us to sit in heavenly places with him. So heaven to me is all around us. We as children of God have not recognized we're looking forward to a future date when we leave this walk of life, when we go to a place called heaven, when the reality is he's caused us to sit in heavenly places right here on this earth in our lifetime. There have been times I've felt the presence of God. I've known the presence of God. And people say, well, where is he? Our father, which art? In heaven, a location, a place. My question to you today is, where are you? 
Are you sitting in a place of, of depression? Are you sitting in a place where it seems like the world is caving in on you? If you are, let me tell, ask you to do something. Open your eyes, recognize what God's word has said. He will cause us to sit in those heavenly places. And if God is in heaven, so are we. We are in a heavenly realm where he rules. The enemy does not rule. Don't let the circumstances of the world and every bad report we hear every time we cut on the news, that affects us, but we don't have to allow it to affect us. We can become the children of God that God wants us to be and stand up in the midst of a storm and declare God is greater than this storm. My God that I serve has caused me to sit in heavenly places with him. So get out of the depression, get out of the self-centered stuff and begin to look at him and recognize who he made you to be. If he is my father, how many know that he's not going to allow me to be hurt in this world? He says he's right there with me. He would never forsake me. And he said the same thing to you. So look up instead of looking down. Here is heaven is a location. It is a place. And I believe we sit all around. And then he said, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed uh, is, is a sign of respect. It is means that you are cherished. You are feared. People said, fear God. That word fear in the original Greek and Hebrew comes out to mean respect. Respect him. How would you do a father? How, how did you do if you were raised? And, and I recognize that not everyone came up in a, in a uh, two-parent home. You, you may have been missing your father or you, your mother may not have been there. And, and it was kind of a one-sided thing. But I believe that God, Jesus said, I'll be everything to you that you want me to be or you need me to be. So today, I'm asking you to begin to look at him as a true father as one that will declare to you and bring to you whatever you need, whatever comfort, whatever peace. And that's the reason we have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling inside us, that he can become what we need and what you are lacking in your life, he will be. Hallelujah. He said, hallowed or respected. And we're, we're in this society that we're in, especially today. I know growing up, uh, there was a certain amount of respect. I, uh, at times I would pass a church when I was doing things in my vehicle or, or riding, drinking, things like that. And there was something that was birthed in me years ago. As I passed a church, I, I would have a, a beer in my hand and, and here would go a church and I'd, I'd just automatically put it down. And I asked myself one day, why am I doing that? And the reality was it was something that was birthed in me that said, I respect the house of God. I respect God. Today, we've, the enemy has, 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 has bombarded this society so much with disrespect, disrespect for parents, disrespect for the things of God. And the reason he does that, if he, he can make a person lose that respect, then there will be no fear. That's what fear is. It's respect. There will be no fear left in them and they'll run wild. They'll do whatever they need to do. So you see the world acting like it is and some of the words that they use, uh, GD and all of these words that show signs of, of disrespect. Uh, it's rampant in the world, but 
You and I don't have to be that way. And I realize I'm not always just talking to Christians. I'm talking to people that have come up in this society or come up in that way. And I want to tell you today, I want to challenge you today. When you begin to respect, to fear God, that's the moment in your life. Your life will take a change. Your destiny will be changed. He said, hallowed or respected. And then he said, thy kingdom come. Now, there is a great deal of speculation, a great deal of uh, 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 different opinions of what the kingdom of God is. But, you know, the word is pretty plain. He said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is. Or the kingdom of God is a way of life. When we pray, thy kingdom come, we're saying bring your way of life that heavenly way of life to this earth. Can I tell you, I've been blessed. I've been highly favored. We've heard these words before. And the reason for that is, number one, I went back and found out what a real father was. I went back into the word of God and found out God loves me. God wants me to be blessed. He does not want you to be cursed. He does not want you to be poor. He wants you to be blessed. He wants every need to be met. And we, as you read through this and slow it down a little bit, read through it, you'll find that he, he said, I want your way of life to be different than the world's way of life. Things for you, if you follow the direction God has given you. In Deuteronomy 28, the first half of that whole chapter is about if you will do what God has declared for you to do, you will be blessed, you will be highly favored, hallelujah. It doesn't mean it's not going to rain on you. It doesn't mean you're not going to face troubles or trials. It simply means that you're going to walk in the blessings of God and the times you need the favor of God in your life, he will be there with it, hallelujah. That's what a true father does. When you show him respect, then he in turn provides for you and shows you how much he really does love you. Uh, let me move on or I'll never get there. He said, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There again, we're talking the kingdom of God coming to the earth. What do you mean the earth? Come to his children. I'm a child of God. I'm made out of earth. Our bodies are mostly or part, partly earth and water. That's what we're created out of. But the most important part of me, the word says we are spirit, soul, and body. The most important part of me, my spirit, my soul, that living part of me is what God has created. And I want his kingdom, his way of life to come down and change my way of life. I don't want my kingdom anymore. I want his kingdom. When we put him on the throne of our heart and on the throne of our life, that's the moment that God will begin to do a work in you and change your very destiny. Everything that you were destined to be, you thought you were at that moment can change and you can find a new path, a new destiny that will change you and the people around you. That's the great part about it. When he said, when he said, thy will be done on earth or in earth, it, there, there's a, a little distinction there. He said, he didn't say on earth. He said in earth, in you, your earth. And when he shows himself alive in you, the hope of glory, Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, it changes your perspective. 
It changes everything. So I want to tell you today, and I'll, I'll kind of draw this to a close right here. I want to tell you today, because if you'll go through this, every part of it, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. All, each one of these phrases is a pattern that we ought to be praying. God, don't bring temptation in my direction, but deliver me from the evil that the world has. And how does he do that? He does it through his word is as we learn this word, we learn these principles to apply in our life, God will change everything about you. And if you're suffering with, with depression, if you're suffering with there's things that are happening in your life, you know what? We've learned to trust God today. I, I looked and watched the news this morning and they talked about gas prices and courses are going up. They've, they've doubled almost, they'll start to triple. Things are happening in this world. And if you allow it to, it can drive you into depression. You'll get depressed about the things around you. You'll get worried about your household, your family. But thank God for his word because he declared that my family can be saved. My family can be protected. And, and my family can know him just like I know him. And I'm so confident that as I heard all of this stuff this morning, I thought if a person really listened to this and all the negativity and the negative reports, they would be, they would cover their head with the sheets and go back to bed. Can I tell you today that my God is greater than Russia? My God is greater than the United States. He sets up one and takes down another. So don't worry about that stuff. When I talk about his kingdom coming into my life or into this earth, hallelujah, I'm talking about the power, the anointing of God to rise up. And he said he will meet every need that we have. Give us this day our daily bread. Every need you have will be met by him. Hallelujah. He didn't, he didn't necessarily promise us a Porsche, but he promised us that to meet our need, if I need a ride, he'll get me one. If I need food on my table, he said he would supply that. Hallelujah. So I want you to know today, I, I, I'm, I'm going to draw this to an end at this moment, but I want you to know God is greater than the circumstances around you. God is greater than whatever it is that is depressing you, that is hurting you. God is greater. When you begin to look up and say, let your kingdom come in me. Let your kingdom rest in me. Can I pray with you today? Can I declare to you that God is greater than your circumstances? If you'll just look up, as I pray and pray with me, Lord God, I, today I surrender all. I surrender my circumstance, my situation, and I am totally dependent upon you. As I've done all that I know to do, God, I pray you let your kingdom come in me. I surrender all these things that upset me, all these things that depress me. And I declare, Lord, you're greater than them. And I pray your kingdom that is in me gives me a new perspective. It gives me new life. 
and I surrender it all to you in the name of Jesus. I surrender everything that in me that is not like you, and I pray, come into my heart, come into my life. Make me whole again in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for watching today, and I pray you got something out of this. I pray you will study these scriptures, go through these scriptures uh, slowly, and knowing and recognizing that every word is meant to uplift you. Thank you for joining us today.